gentlemen, welcome. It's your guy, M. Easy, and we here. It's the first episode of Stats, Sneakers, and Styles. Uh, my two co-hosts here, Drippy D and Chris, are here with me. They will tell you about themselves in quite, in just a little bit. I'm your guy, M. Easy. Let me tell you about myself first. Uh, I have a radio background, uh, producer of the Angie Martinez Show, own radio show, my own podcast. It's a bunch of things. You're going to be along for the journey, so I, I appreciate you um, tuning in and taking the, the journey with us. Um, we're going to be talking about sports. We can talk about style, we can talk about sneakers, we're talking about a whole plethora of things within the realms of all three. Um, so just 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 sit tight, hang out, and just expect fun. Alright? Let's go to my guy Drippy D. Drip D, tell him what you, you you what you do here for us today. Hey man, what's up guys? How you doing, world? Uh thank you everybody for coming to view our page. I really appreciate it. Uh my name is Drippy D. You can follow me on Instagram at uh Drippy D. Um, that's D-R-I-P, five Y's, D, on Instagram. You can follow me there. And I'm um, just going to be here to give you my perspective on sports and fashion. I'm also going to be um, hosting um, the Drip or Drown segment of the show, which is consists of uh, whether you're dripping, which means you're very high fashion, you look good, you're dressing well, um, or you're drowning, which means that you look bad, you look horrible. You don't like the way the guy's dressed. Like his fashion is horrible. So uh, I'm gonna bring that to you guys every week. It's very important that you guys, the fans, vote every week on who's the drippiest guy of the week. So we can certify him, stamp him, drippiness, and drip ready, drip everything. So we're just gonna bring you the drip, and we're gonna bring you the drown every week. So just get ready, guys. Can't wait for for you guys to join this journey, and just can't wait. Let's go. Chris, talk to me about your segment and what you're offering to the people. First things first, COD, thank you for that intro. My name is Chris. I go by Chris, Claudio, Mr. Nunez. I'm here to talk all things sports and sneakers. I will be spearheading a segment called Chris's Crispy Kicks, in which I will keep your feet looking right today, tomorrow, and every day moving forward. And again, just here to chop it up my brothers. Let's know what's up. And fellas, just know I ain't ducking no smoke. So let's get to it. I missed that. Say that again. I ain't ducking no smoke. None. The lightest nigga always got to be the toughest. You see this? Fool? <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> right. No doubt. Because you said it then early. You're tough. We got you, Chris. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's get started. Um, The um, Eastern Conference Finals were tonight. Boston Celtics, Miami Heat. Um, game just finished a little while ago. Final score was 118 to 107. Uh, Boston was the loser. And um, I, I have thoughts on this series. But before I get into my thoughts, I want my co-hosts to give you their opinion and their prediction and why they say what they say. Start with Chris. Go ahead. Who you got, how many games, and why? All right. I got Miami in six. I'm going to give you a couple of reasons. One, this is the first series in which Udoka is not the better coach. Spolstra is a top two, arguably top one coach in the NBA. And I think Spolstra is going to coach, not circle, but he's going to out-coach Udoka. Two, there's the Jimmy Buckets factor. Jimmy Buckets has been playing with a chip on his shoulder since God knows how long, since he was the 29th overall pick in the first round of the NBA draft going on, going on a decade. 
when he only had one scholarship offer going back to Marquette. So Jimmy has a lot to prove. Um, as you just said, game one just ended. He finished with 41, 9, and 5. The man That's what Jimmy played tonight? Yes. Wow. And most importantly, this is a rematch of the 2020 Eastern Conference Finals in which Miami did win 4-2. So they do have a history of playing each other in the playoffs. Miami has figured out the formula, and I think they'll do it again in the same six games as they did two years ago. Mm. Miami in six, you say, huh? Yes. Mm. I'm going to call you a front runner because you knew they won already tonight. So, But we'll see. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to give it, I'll give it Boston in seven. Hold on, hold on, D, hold on, D, hold on, D. Go ahead, Chris, what were you going to say? When we first started chopping it up a couple months ago, before they even played the Hawks, if you remember, I had the heat coming out the East. It's on tape. I will not take the slander. I want all the smoke. We can go back and check the tape. I had the heat coming out the East six weeks ago. Oh, I, felt, I almost fell asleep. You done? You finished? You good? No doubt. Okay. <laughs> um, Chris, thank you. <laughs> Drippy, tell me who you think and how many games and why, please. I'm going to give it to Boston at game seven. I go to see going to seven games because uh, they didn't have Marcus Smart out there today. They also didn't have Horford. They weren't playing at full force. And they need those two guys. These guys play with their whole team. So it's going to be a long series. You know, Tatum's going to learn. He's going to get better. Uh, Tatum, first of all, he just went through Kevin Durant, which everybody said was the best player in the NBA. And he went through him. Then everybody said Giannis was the best player in the NBA. And Tatum just went through him. So now who's Jason Tatum got to go through next? Uh, Jimmy Buckets, I guess. You know, I mean, I, I can see him doing it. So I, I say Boston in seven. I say Boston in seven. It's a tough place to play when you're in Boston. And these guys are going to come back. They're going to play hard. It's going to be a good series. These are the two best defensive teams the NBA's got to offer. Mm, that's a fact. That's a fact. Well, um, I'm, I'm in agreement with D, but I think it's going to be six games. But oh, Hold on. Before I finish. D, you say seven games. You know that means Boston's got to win a, a, a road game seven. You, yeah. you still want to keep it that way at, at seven? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Boston's, they, I, I can see them winning all the games in Boston and then going back and winning one in Miami. I, I don't I, I don't see a problem with that. Mm. I like the conviction of your pick, my guy. Absolutely. I got Boston in six. I Listen, think I the Tatum next is, man. I've seen this guy Tatum just torture my team. Then he went against Giannis and the Bucks and just tortured them. I mean, the guy's a ball. He's balling. You got to give him his respect. I mean, I hear you. I'm taking. The, I'm taking the Celtics in six. I think Jason Tatum is the 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 the, the reason that they're going to take the series. I think Jason Tatum is showing everybody, and he's taking notes. Y'all said Kevin Durant was the guy. Boom, took him out. You said Giannis mm. was the guy. Boom, took him out. Oh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, boom, about to take him out too. I think Jason Tatum is on a tear this postseason to show y'all. Um, shout to Nick Wright that he deserves to be in that club superstar. And fam, what are you talking about? Well, you know who I am? And I, and I personally will take pride in Jason Tatum finally becoming into his own. Because when he dunked on LeBron and butt chest bumped LeBron after, I said, this kid's got some gumption and I like him. And I like him a lot. So I'm taking Boston in six. They Tatum is the, is, the, is the X factor. I also think if you're a betting man, Take the under on these on these scores because you're not gonna get uh, 125 and 130s in the in these series at all. I think it's gonna be a big defensive struggle. Like my guy D said, Boston in six. Boston in six. Yeah, 
Mm, Boston okay. is six. Um, right. I also think X factors. Tyler Hero is going to be the X factor for Miami if he could could be hot and um, he could be the the swinging factor for them and for the Celtics. It's Greg Williams. He if he stays hot like he did last series, the, the Celtics will absolutely take him in six. Like, um, let's move along to tomorrow's game. We got the Mavericks and Golden State Warriors at nine. Um, I'm going to start with with D. Who you got and why? You know who and I how many games? Everybody here knows who's my favorite player on that team. And well, on these teams that I left, my favorite role player, one of my favorite basketball players has always been Draymond Green. That's between me and my friends, and now the world can know that too. I love me some Draymond Green. I feel like he's an <laughs> army switch knife. He plays defense. He could shoot. He could dribble. He's the heart and soul of that team. So, uh, but hey, yeah, I'm going with Golden State Warriors. They got championship pedigree. They know how to win. Um, these guys are just ready to, to, to win. They have they they have no weaknesses. They're strong in every aspect of the game. They have good coaching. They got young guys. They got veterans. They got it all. So I see them going all the way to the championship. Just don't know whether it's going to be against Boston or against Miami. How many games? I say six. Golden State Ooh, is six. Warriors in six. That means they, they end it. In Dallas. Yeah, yeah, because you got to give Lucas some games. You got to. He's good. He's good. I, I can see him scratching two games out at least, you know. So okay. I, I see six. Okay, well, I mean, I already know who this light skin guy is picking. So, Chris, go ahead, light skin. <laughs> what who you got? I'm going to agree with Trippy D. I'm going to go Warriors in six. Um, some of the reasons that he mentioned, um, Draymond Green. He finished off game six with 15, 18, and four. Um, something happened in game six when they inserted Kabbalah Looney into the starting lineup. They out-rebounded the best rebounding team in the regular season by a wide margin of 70 to 44. You know, Kavan Olajuwon, as my man Clay Thompson called him, at 22. Kavan Olajuwon. I can't stand you. I can't stand you. <laughs> Wiggins had 11. Draymond had 15, right? Those four guys, had, sorry, those three guys had a combined 16 offensive rebounds. The last thing you want to do is to give a team like Golden State with Clay, Poole, and Curry that many extra chances to make it rain, especially in Golden State when they eat that crowd up. Um, that, that's just not a recipe for, for winning. Um, I also do believe that you got to give Luka and his supporting cast a couple of games. Those home road splits are crazy. His next four players in the Phoenix series, Dinwiddie, Fiddy Smith, Bullock, and Brunson averaged 40 points combined. Sorry, 37 points a game combined on the road while averaging 60 at home. So I think Luca, along with the supporting cast at home, should be able to win two, at least one. Maybe, maybe take one on Golden State. No matter how we get there, I do say Golden State in six because of the firepower and the rebounding and just sheer championship pedigree that they have that Luca and the rest of the boys do not have yet. I'm looking at my papers here, man. I'm looking at my papers. I got paper, bro. Um, I wanna, I wanna switch my pick, but I won't. I'm not gonna do it. It's gonna be a clean sweep here. I'm going Warriors in seven. Um, here's why. The Warriors, ever since Steve Kerr's been there, um, has had the slogan "Strength in Numbers," and this is the perfect example of this. Perfectly, it's. Clay, Steph, Dre, Poole, 
Kaminga, whoever you got throwing at Luka. I think the numbers that the Warriors have are way more than Luka. But don't get it twisted. Luka's going to have a legendary series. He's going to average splits of enormous craziness because the Warriors aren't – who's going to stop him, yo? Who's going to stop him on the Warriors, honestly? And don't tell me Draymond Green. Draymond's not stopping it. Yes, he so, can. No, he can't. No, he can't. He, can, he, he can. might be able to slow him down. He can't stop that, man. He's unstoppable. No, no one No one can stop Luka. Um, no one can believe... stop Luka. I think the key to that Let's is see. my apologies. Um, I think the key to that is that you have to throw different looks at him. So you have to throw Kaminga at him for a series or two, Draymond for a series or two, Clay for a series or two, and Wiggins for a series or two. Give him different looks so he can adjust to different defenses to at least try to slow him down and have him score under 40 points again. Man, listen. If Dimwitty can be the threat off the bench he was in the last series, he's the X factor for them. I know Brunson, I know I know Finney Smith, but if Dimwitty could come off the bench and give you 15 to 18 points a night, he that's all Luca's gonna need. That's all Luca needs. Another 20 point score, and Luca could definitely do some things. That's why I think that it's gonna be Golden State in seven, because I think Luca's definitely gonna take take it to the break. Um for the Warriors. Klay Thompson's going to have to give you more than one game. I need more than one Klay Six game for from him. And I don't I don't mean a fire-hot two games. I need a consistent three or four games out of you because I, I need the Splash Brothers back again. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be a good series. I still am thinking the Golden State Warriors in seven. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing with that one. But before we leave the world of the NBA, we lost um, James Harden, Chris Paul, and uh, Devin Booker. They all got bounced out of the playoffs. A moment of silence for them. They choked. All three of them. They choked it all the way. Um, before we go, I wanted to get at least my guys to get their opinions on all three of those guys before we get up out of here. Fellas, any, any words about CP3, Booker, and Harden? Can I start? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, I'm back for my moment of silence, guys. So just wanted to make you guys aware. <laughs> A lot of blame has been placed on CP3. Rightfully so. He's the point god he's the one who's supposed to get his teammates in the right in the right situations get get them the right shots and not have more turnovers than made baskets over the course of the last five games of a western conference semifinal so let's start there let's let's get an agreement to that but when you have a game seven at home and you're supposed to be that guy and a guy that's in your talent pool in your generation goes in there and outscores your entire team at halftime by himself, the book, you, you, you got to step up. That one's as much on book as it is on CP3 because he needs to be that guy. We all remember last week when game six between the Bucks and the Celtics, when Giannis was heating up and he was getting ready to close that series, right? JT said, coach, Marcus Smart, JB, get me the ball. I'm going to take this guy one-on-one, -on -one, win, lose, or draw. I got to at least try to, put, try to put a stop to this bleeding that Giannis is causing. Booker never did that. I don't care what defense played, what double team. You create some slip screens. Chris, again, Chris Paul is the point guard. That's as much his job to get him in the right spot. And again, it's also Monty Williams. But Devin Booker as the star, as the guy who was fourth in the MVP vote this year, has to say, I want this challenge one-on-one. -on -one. Win or lose, I at least got to try to stop this. Mm. So what okay. do you guys think about that? Um... 
Uh, uh, D, would you like to go before I let you jump? Yeah, in I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it sweet, short, and simple. I'm gonna give you one word for all three of those guys. You guys are ready? Yeah, go ahead. Washed. <laughs> I'm done. Hello, <laughs> man. D, crazy guy. That's it. Just washed. It washed. All three of them. Washed. <laughs> They're done. I, I mean, love it. I love it. It, um. They're gonna have to just be the, you know, they're gonna have to tag along on somebody else's squad. I don't see them being the A one guy no more. No, I don't think any one of them is the A one. I think this is gonna hurt Devin Booker's legacy. Um, you were never the one that could carry a team through a playoff run. Before Chris Paul was there, you didn't do it. You had Chris Paul there, and you didn't do it. Um, CP three. I'm tired of people making excuses for Chris Paul. I'm gonna get to Chris Paul before before I get. Let's, let me let me double back. James Harden, you know how I feel about James Harden. I, I hated him before he was a Brooklyn Net. I embraced him, loved him while he was in with the Nets. The minute he left, it's all that and you can get the behind of him, no doubt. What happened to James Harden is I think guys like LeBron James take care of themselves. They they work out, they eat right, they they go to sleep. They you know what I'm saying they have a good regimen. I don't think James Harden ever had that regimen, and I think now it's catching up to him. That's why he can't become that A1 he was two years ago. His drop-off, it went like that. So that's how I feel about James Harden. Chris Paul, I think Chris Paul gets too many benefits of the doubt because he's he looks like a nice guy. He looks innocent, and he has no tattoos. He's on commercials. He's in NBA circles. But he's not a great guy from what I can see. As a player, mm. as, a, as a teammate, mm. as a teammate, it doesn't seem wow. like people are... are, are, are Beholden to him, wow. he can control teams that are younger because he likes to push people around. Wow, okay, wow. I think that's why the NBA gods told the point guard, no championship for you. Okay, wow, that's rough to see. So yeah. I, I'm looking at all these uh, um, commercials and everything. I guess I'm getting brainwashed. I'm seeing him on State Farm. I'm thinking he's this nice guy. And they must Tell have me. Tell <laughs> <laughs> um, moving right along. Um, the NFL schedule just came out. Um, I think we're all Giants fans here, correct? Yes, I, I am. Correct. Okay. And um, I don't think the Giants are going to do that well, personally. I think the Giants were setting up for the next couple of years. I think Dayball came coming over was a good thing for the Giants. I think he's going to gonna sta stabilize the boat. We're going to have Dable for in the next at least seven years. I think he's going to be a strong coach. Um, but I don't think this year is it. Um, week one is going to be a couple of very interesting games. We have Seahawks, Broncos. That's Russ going home. And I think, Chris, you said Rams, Bills? Correct. That's the opening night game. Wow. Um, what are your guys' um, predictions for the uh, division winners? Do you want to talk about that? You want to go into that? I'm with it. Okay, let's do that. Um, starting with the AFC North. Um, we got the Bengals, Steelers, uh, Ravens. Who am I missing? Browns. Who's the division winner right there? Joe Burrow. Bengals? Give me the Bengals. Bengals. Like D, the you going with the Bengals too? Bengals, baby. Joe okay. Burrow's NFC East, I think, is, uh, 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 again, Bills. I don't have to go through the rest of them teams. It's the Bills division, correct? Anybody else? AFC East? Yeah, the correct. Bills. Yeah, Bills. Uh, AFC South, you got the Colts, the Jags, the Titans, and 
Who am I missing? The Jaguars. No, I said the Jaguars. Jaguars, Titans, Colts. The Colts, the Titans. The Colts, the Titans. The Jaguars and the Texans. Texans. There it goes. Okay. It's because they're such a trash team. I forget about them all the time. Um, it's a, it's an understandable uh, omission. Say that again? I got the Texans winning out of all of them. I mean, not the Texans. Um, The the Titans winning out of all of them. Ooh. I like Chris? Titans. I got the Colts. I think the addition of Matt Ryan, along with the, the emergent Jonathan Taylor, that defense and the offensive line, I think they will win the division. And I also think, through the fact they have the easiest division path to win, aside from Buffalo, I still think they'll have a good enough run where they will be the number one seed in the AFC. What was that? Would you like me to repeat that? Yes, I think they will be the number one seed. I think they will be the number one seed in the AFC. Wow. I like I like I like the Titans out of that division there because Henry's gonna come back. Henry is in full strength. You guys forgot he was hurt last year and then he tried to come back at the end to help his team, but it wasn't enough. He was still a little injured. So when my man comes back with full energy, full strength, steamrolling everybody, uh, I think they're coming back. Mike Vrabel got a good defensive mind, he got a good coaching history, and I, I see them winning. I see them winning that division. Clearly, I think they're the best team in that division. In my eyes. I, 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 I disagree wholeheartedly with you with that one. I think the Titans window is done, done, done. Um, I agree with Chris, but not to the extent of which he thinks they're gonna be the number one seed in the whole AFC. Definitely not that, but I think the Colts are definitely coming out of that out of that division. Um, the yeah. NFC, the Listen, AFC, I love Derrick Henry, but look at the quarterback. Look what the quarterback is. He's a middle of the pack quarterback. One year you lose Corey Davis, the next year you lose AJ Brown. He had a hard, hard time as it is. Now he has absolutely nobody to throw the ball to. He's not that guy that's gonna make nobody to throw the like ball him. to. Because first of all, like you said, Tannehill is trash. They, they didn't win because of their, who they were throwing the ball. When they were winning, it was because it was ground and pound. It was all defense and running the ball. Yeah, but D, it's, a, it's a different NFL right now. You can't win. You can't when win. They try to put that way. To all these guys. That's when they started losing. They bring in um 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 Jones, Julio Jones, last year. He didn't do nothing. He was there. Oh, Julio Jones, a big name. What did that do? They still didn't throw him the ball. They don't throw the ball. You can't win scores in this NFL with ground and pound. I'm sorry, it's not. You got your quarterback needs to be able to go over the top. You need to get cheap touchdowns, and ground and pound isn't it. But we got to move on. Out of, with that, out of that division, I don't see nobody beating them out of that division. I, I don't right. think they just be balanced. Uh, let me the the alone, I think in that division, that's the best team. I see. I think they're better than the Colts, but hey. Can we move along now? We'll find out later. Let's okay, thank you. Now, moving to the AFC West, the best division in the AFC. We got the Broncos, the uh, Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. Who you got, D? I like the Broncos. My man, Russ, is going to be cooking. Travis Judy is going to be a top three receiver. Mark my words. Once you let Russ cook for the first time in his life, they're just going to let him throw. John Elloway didn't bring him there so he could pass the ball to let guys run. John Elloway bring him there so he could take over and do what he got to do. So I see Russ going to step up. He's going to back up all the talk, and he's going to back up the trade. He's going to back up John Elloway, 
John Elway is a genius, and we're going to see everything unfold. Can't wait. Can't wait for opening day, as a matter of fact. Isn't that the opening day matchup? Uh, Seattle versus the Broncos? Ooh-hoo. Can't wait for that one. Absolutely. Um, Chris? I am also looking forward to that opening week matchup between the Broncos and the Seahawks. I grew up a big wrestling fan, bro. Ric Flair once said, in order to beat the man, in order to be the man, you got to, you know, and until someone knocks off Kansas City from their perch, you're not going to convince me that Kansas City is not the best team in the NFC. They address your defensive weaknesses. AFC. They sign, they draft, sorry, the AFC. They address their defensive weaknesses. They drafted a very solid defensive end and a very solid tackle. They signed Justin Reed to, to replace Tyron Matthew. Yes, they lost Tyree Kill. No, 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 don't do that. Yeah, don't, 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 don't do that. Yes, they thought that's a major piece of their offense. That's what I'm saying. Don't do that. Don't I'm do saying. that. I'm saying. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes in his career is 5-1 without Tyreek Hill. Small sample size, but he has, had the same, he has had some success. All right? I feel like it gives him a chance to be a quarterback and actually spread the ball around the field. He's going to learn. I think he's going to have the best year of his career this year. Yes, without Tyreek Hill, because he's going to have the ability to actually be a quarterback to spread the ball out. It wasn't Tyreek yeah, Hill. Is the fastest man in the NFL? You lose that Absolutely. kind of a weapon, and you're telling me he's not going to matter? But I think you're, 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 you're missing what makes Mahomes great. It's not the spreading of the ball. It's the improvisation of him moving through the ball. Like, right. that's what I makes agree. him great. So once you lose a guy like Tyreek Hill, so once he scampers out to the left side and Tyreek goes, boom, this way, oh, easy, one, two, over the top. You lose that. And if you remember, when they went through their slump last year is when teams were playing with them with the cover two so Tyreek couldn't go over the top. So now if you let that go, what do you think is going to happen? Double teaming, um, Travis Kelsey is not catching the ball. I might put eight in the box and force you to throw over the top because them niggas ain't fast enough. I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to do it. I think the Broncos are going to win that division. And, and, and the bold statement I have for this division, I think the Chiefs will come into the playoffs as the very last wild card. I think they're going to be battling for that last wild card spot, personally. I mean, I'm not you counting said, the Chiefs out like that. I think they're still going to be good. I don't think, like Chris said, I don't think it's going to be that much of a difference, but it is going to be a difference. Now, Kelsey's going to suffer because now they're going to have to shadow. Before, you had the fastest guy in the NFL taking the top off of every team. So the whole middle was open for Kelsey. It was great for him. You don't have that no more. They're going to have to find some speed somewhere to replicate what they lost with Tariq Hill. Mm-hmm. Their offense depended on speed. You know, it was very important. And I don't see Pringle and those other guys really doing it, to be honest with no. you, on a, on a consistent basis. So I, I see them taking a step backwards, and I see Denver taking a step forwards. And, I, you know, it's going to be hard at, you got to remember, Mile High is a place to play when you're winning. When you're winning over there, and you know you got all these legends, it's a winning, it's a winning culture over there. It's a winning culture. It's a good place to win. You know, it's a good place to win. Play football. I, I see them doing great things next year. I'm okay. on the Broncos. Let me just say one last thing. Go ahead, Chris. You mentioned they lost a weapon like Tyreek Hill. I understand really so, but you need to understand one thing. That I don't think you're understanding. Patrick Mahomes is the weapon. He's oh, that's the weapon. Oh, that's what you're saying. He's uh, the candidate. No, I agree. You finna find out? You finna find out? You finna find out? 
Uh, your weapon needs bullets, you know? And Tyreek Hill was one of his bullets. So, I mean. You get thick to the clip. You get thick to the clip. The mother bullets ain't this one, no. This is a piercing bullet. You got little baby guns over there. This one's a piercer. Let's move on, man. Let's move on. Going to the NFC, the NFC North. We got the Packers, Vikings, Lions, and Bears. Who do you guys got coming out of that one? I like the Packers. Um, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. I know his receiver left. Uh, he went over there to uh, Las Vegas. I don't think it makes that much of a difference for Aaron Rodgers. Like Chris just said, he is the weapon. He's the guy who makes everybody move and play good. Um, I don't think he's going to be as good without Devontae Adams, but he's still going to be good enough to be the best team in that weak division. Chris? I'm going with Minnesota. Mm. I think this is the year Cousins finally puts it together. You get that, you're going to give that man Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. They have the potential to be one of the top five offenses in the NFL, and they have a sustainable defense that can guide that offense to about 10 to 11 wins. In a, in a weekend NFC North with Adam Rodgers losing, not just Devontae Adams, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, um, he's lost a good amount of weapons, right? And we're relying – we still don't know who his number one receiver is. Kirk Cousins has two of those and a top three running back. I think the Vikings are in prime position to finally take over that division this year. Talk to me, bro. I just don't believe in Kirk Cousins, my guy. Like, I, I, I'm i going to change my pick from earlier because if I can say Patrick Mahomes isn't the weapon, his, his receivers are the weapons, that means Aaron Rodgers ain't got no shot because he ain't got no weapons. So I don't think they win in that division. Um, and I don't believe in and um vikings i'm gonna say the bears man i think justin fields puts it together and they win that division i think the bears are gonna come out of the a and f c north i'm probably going to regret this for trusting and believing in the bears but uh i don't think Aaron Rodgers with no weapons can do much and i don't think kirk cousins or kirk can get you past a certain point kirk cousins never wins a very big game he always he always hits the bed go with the bears like it or not i don't care can we move on? Let's move on. Okay. Trash. trash. And we're going to another trash division. The NFC East. Giants. Philly. Oh, oh hell no. Washington. Who's taking that division, Chris? I'll start. Can I start this one, Chris, please? Please trash do. Division. Oh, hell no. We winning it all this year, baby. The New York Giants are going to win the Super Bowl. I said it here first. We're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm a New York Giant fan. That's how I ride with my teams. Ride or die from beginning to end, baby. That's how I'm doing it. We got the best draft. We got good young players. We got some veteran players. We got new coaching. We got good GMs. I think we're moving in the right direction. If we don't win the Super Bowl, we got to at least make the playoffs. So get ready for an exciting season, New York. I can't there, wait. I'm excited. There's never been a team. Well, you know what? I'm not even going to say that. Because I'm a Giants fan, and I would, I would love it if that happened. I just don't see it happening. I think they call it the NFC least for a reason. Chris, who you got coming out the NFC East? I got Philadelphia, bro. I got oh. Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts finished Ooh. the season on the ascent last year. He had the he had a bad outing against the the, the Brave led Bucks, but 
most people do. And everyone talks about the Giants draft, the Jets draft, the Ravens draft. Let's not forget, in the first round, the Eagles drafted one of the best defensive tackles in the draft. And yes. they acquired A.J. Brown from Tennessee. Yeah. So now you're going to give my man, you're going to give my man, Jalen Two Hurts, targets? Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown, with the progression he's already made, and mm. the regression of the Cowboys. Mm-mm-mm. That division is Philly all over, bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm. A, I agree opinion. with you on this one. I, I'm all the way with you on this one, Chris. I think I think people are sleeping on Philly. I think Philly did a good draft, and I think Philly notices that Washington ain't it, and the Dallas Cowboys lost a, a a lot of good players, and the Giants ain't ready. So I think I'm, I'm with you. Philly's taking that division, and I think it's gonna be by at least two or three games. Like it's not even gonna be close. Um, moving along to the NFC South. We got Tampa Bay, the Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. To me, I think this is easy. But let's start with Chris. We got the New Orleans Saints will win the NFC I South. I, I know he was going to say something crazy like that. Yeah. Why? You just that usually the Saints. No, to me, it's not that crazy, right? Drew Brees' last year, which was Brady's first year in the division, they won the NFC South. Last year, before James got hurt, they were 5-2 and two, and on their way to another NFC South crown. This year, they signed Tyron Matthew the offseason. They drafted Chris Olave. Michael Thomas is coming back healthy. Alvin Kamara is coming back healthy. Stop to, with the team that they already had, right? And I think Dennis Allen, as the coach, giving the team a new voice and a new defensive identity, along with the offense that they have, is good enough to be able to overtake Tom Brady in the NFC South. Let's not forget. Brady is one and five against the Saints the last three years, so just keep that in mind as you move as you move forward with your with your thinking of the NFC South. Drippy, come on, man. I, I I know I know you're not going to surprise me. You know all about Tom Brady, yeah. But That's what's going on with this Tom Brady thing? Tom Brady just got offered the richest contract in sports casting history. I mean, is he even going to come back? Nobody even knows at this point. I mean, that 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 that. That makes a difference. I mean, if he doesn't come back, I'm going with Chris with the Saints. No, he's already saying he's, no, he's already back. He's already back. He's coming back. That, that's well, not he's a question. Back. That contract, okay, right, that contract right. so, happens after he retires. Oh, all right, all right. So it, I'm, I'm going with the Bucks because then Tom Brady ain't going back for nothing. He's they got that money waiting for him. What he's gonna do is he's gonna win. Then he's gonna ride off in his white horse into the sunset. So yep, Bucks. Best team in that division. That's for damn sure with Tom Brady. Let me, let me ask you a question real quick. What do you think the chances of, I don't know, $375 million waiting in the background, the chance of that being a distraction and taking his full attention away from football, knowing no matter what happens, he still got that bag secured. He already got his seven rings. What, what, what do you think about that little perspective of mine? I was, yo, uh, you must have read my face because as D is saying that, I'm like, you know what? If I got $375 million waiting for me, how much do I care about this quote-unquote legacy? I'm already the GOAT. I done had seven Super Bowl rings, even if we went 0-16 this year. Y'all wouldn't blame me. That's why I was surprised he's even going back. But, hey, if he's going back, there's a reason. Tom Brady is not money-hungry. He never cared about money, the fame, the cars. He's the most disciplined guy in sports. He's literally probably the greatest athlete I've ever seen in my life. He's the best football player in history. So for him to come back and win, it wouldn't surprise me at all. 
Mm. Well, I'm picking the Bucks because again, two words. Brady's back, bro. Like what are, what are we what are we even talking about? Tom Brady's with the Bucks. They got a shot. They win in that division. Yeah. And finally, the NFC West. Niners, Cards, Rams, and Hawks. Drippy D, who you got in this division? Well, gotta give it to the Rams. They're the Super Bowl champions. Cooper Cup is still there. Um I see them winning it again. They have they still got my boy Big Sexies over there. You know, three times the player of the year. They, 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 they're looking good over there, bro. Uh, you know, they're in L.A. They, they're, riding, they're riding on an all-time high. They don't need Beckham. You know, they won without him. He was just like an extra piece. You know, they could find that again in the trade deadline. Somebody will tag along. They could get Landry. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know how I feel about Beckham like that because he was about to be Super Bowl MVP if he didn't hurt himself. He, he was a big part of that Super Bowl win. I mean, he was a part he of the team the guy, too much. He wasn't, the the guy that was getting, he wasn't the guy getting defended by the best cornerback either. Cooper Cup was the best um, receiver in the whole NFL. As a matter of fact, he was the best offensive player in the NFL. Did he win Offensive Player of the Year? But that yeah. means so, – so that means Odell Beckham didn't have a better game? He can have a better game because people would – Oh, no, no, no. But the thing is, nobody was really worrying about Beckham as much as they was worrying about Cup. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. That's their fault, not his. Well, all right. Well, they can find somebody who can do what Beckham does. They can't find somebody who can do what Cup does. That's the hard part. So they can find a Landry or a guy like that, and they can fill in those gaps. You know, I don't. You know, Cooper Cup is a star, and you know they got the um, the Cooper Cup uh, Stafford connection there. Those guys, they they like they must be best friends or something. <laughs> Look, you know, you know, you know my stance on white receivers and white quarterbacks. Yeah, huh. White power, come on, baby, boy. White on white crime, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's, it. that's it. Anyways, um, Chris, who you got in the NFC West, man? Uh, before I make my pick, Dave, thank you for mentioning Jarvis Landry because he also did sign with the Saints. Another reason I think the Saints are going to win NFC South, but I digress. All right, so, so that's cool, right? Yeah. So the Seahawks are trash. Um, we have no idea what's going on with Jimmy G, and if they give Trey Lance the keys to the kingdom, they're going to take a they're going to take a back seat. In the words of Bart Scott, I am not worried about the baby Mandalorian that is Kyle Murray, especially with D Hop in the sixth game. <laughs> the baby Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel bad, like almost discrediting the Rams or Super Bowl champions, but I feel like they win the division just kind of by default because there's really no one else as a as a second competitor to them to challenge them, especially, especially, especially if Jimmy G does not come back. You don't think the Cardinals is good? If DeAndre Hopkins wasn't missing the first six games of the year, he would have a better argument. But that was the team I, that I was thinking of besides the Rams was the Cardinals because I could see yeah, them yeah, taking. Yeah. Again, I just – I can't see – even with the additions of Marquise Brown and Zach Harris last year, I can't see them – I can't see them being sustainable for six games without their best wide receiver. So, for that reason, I'm going to give it to the Rams. It's only six games, Chris. If they can last those six games. Yeah, but listen, if you go two and four in those six games and the Rams go five and one, you lost the division already. They still make the wild card. Football, you just got to make it. Win, that's all. Listen, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Rams as well. I think they're Super Bowl champions. They bring back most of the same guys. 
that um, Sean McVay is a genius. We gotta say that he's he's run a great uh, culture over there. They're doing great. They still got um, Aaron Donald in that back in that um, D line. Jalen Ramsey's still back there doing what he do. So I believe they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna run that division again. So that's it with that. Okay, moving right along. I think it's time for uh, Chris's segment. His crispy kicks. Chris, are you ready? Yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the first installment of Chris's Crispy Kicks. On this week's edition, we got three fresh sneakers that I want to bring to you guys' attention. So let's get straight to it. Let's start with number one. First, on this week's edition of Chris's Crispy Kicks, we have the Jordan 4 Retro Military Blacks. The Jordans were released in 1989. And on the eve of the Eastern Conference Finals, I think that's important to mention, Jordan wore these during his first Eastern Conference Finals when Scotty Pippen was pitching about Mike. Sorry, low blow, had to do it. These shoes have been around for whew, 32, 33 years, and they're, they're still kicking, still with smooth colorways, and still rocking. These right here, super simplistic, but super complex, super fresh, right? These khaki shorts, some jeans, black tee, white tee, and the white socks feel like a man GPD got on, and you got yourself one hell of a summer outfit. What do we got next, Jeff? Whew. Listen, before we get to these sneakers, we got to talk about Jason Kidd for a bit. These are the first kicks that Jason Kidd wore back in 1995 when he won Rookie of the Year. Three-time three NBA Finals appearances, one-time NBA champion, top 10 point guard. Top 10 in NBA three-pointers, top five in assists. And he did all that and had one of the best careers of all time. And he got his start wearing those exact shoes. Those are super clean. And as you can see, they were released in three different colorways. Uh, we got a black second, we got a black shoe a blue shoe and a khaki shoe. I will say those are fresh, but be extra careful where you wear them because you may look like you're set tripping in the wrong hood. Last but not least, what's number three? We got the Yeezy 500 Granites. Originally, I'm not their front, the 500s were not my favorite shoe. I am a big, I am a big fan of 350s. But then I started to appreciate these for what they were. These are real gritty, gritty on the grind in the trenches sneakers. You see the dude in the corner wearing those, Brooklyn, Camden, Newark, any any hood area, any real hood dude wear those as like an alternative sense. Those are super fresh, super clean, and super mean. So before I give you my kick pick of the week, I want to throw it to my co-host and see what they think. Uh, Drippy, we'll start with you. Okay, well, I do like number two, but I don't want to get popped. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get smoked up in the wrong hood or nothing like that, bro. But uh, I'm joking around. I, I, I like them. Um, I like that Jason Kidd. Um, those used to be Jason Kidd sneakers. I would love to see Luka Doncic wear those and sign in the playoffs. That'd be dope. Um, mm. Number three, I like. I like him for like a fall or spring look. You know, it's like a you know fall look for me. And I love number one for the summer. As a matter of fact, let's match what I'm wearing now. I can wear that one I got on now. That'll look dope. But yeah, I like all three sneakers, Chris. They all fresh. I would cop all three of them. Um, see, I'm definitely stepping away from the Jason kids with all the flat because those blue ones definitely, I'm, yeah, nah, I'm not playing with y'all. Um, the other ones, the Yeezys, something about me, I never really like these like that. They look like space shoes. I'm good. I'm a classic kind of guy. The Jordans, number one, all day long, every day. I'll live in them. Those, those are my sneakers. Yeah, see me those. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I'm with you. 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 I'm with you
you know what, fellas? It's not often the three of us are in agreement on anything, but <laughs> I think it's a unanimous sweep this week. Chris's pick, kick pick of the week is definitely the Air Jordan 4. Again, just so simple, but so fresh. Guys, if any of these sneakers interest you, the links are in the description. I left a couple links for you so you can know where to purchase them, sizing, and pricing. Um, any other comments, any other questions, please feel free to leave in the comments. Um, I will be glad to answer all your questions in regards to past releases as well as future releases and anything else that you need help with. Also, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. Guys, thank you so much for hanging with us for this week's edition of Chris Crispy Kicks. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. It's my turn. Let's get to this top five, baby. Let's go. Yeah, baby, top five. Woo! Listen, each and every week I'm going to bring you the top five, whether it's the NFL, NBA, uh, baseball, I'm always going to give you a different type of pop, uh, top five. This NFL schedule just was released, so I took the time to do the top five teams in the NFL. Let's kick it off with number five. Give it to me. Okay. The Chiefs. Here's the thing. Um, they're, they're, some people would say they're low. Five is a little low for the Chiefs. They are. They were in the Super Bowl. Um, I think they still got Patty Mahomes, so you got to respect the fact that they still have Patrick Mahomes. You still got to respect the fact that they have um, Travis Kelsey, but they did lose Tyreek Hill. Son, that's a big hit, whether you want to believe it or not. That cheated not on that team. Is, is Patrick, Holmes, Patrick Mahomes is not going to look the same without Tyreek Hill. Don't let Chris fool you with this 5-1 record. It's not, not worth it. He's going to be a different quarterback. I promise you that. Let's go to number four. And this is the team that is now going to take over the division that they just gave up, the Denver Broncos. If you guys have not been paying attention, you've seen Tom Brady do it. He wasn't happy. He left, won the Super Bowl first year. Uh, Stafford did the same thing, left, won Super Bowl first year. What do you think is going to happen with Russ? You, you don't think Russ is on that same plane? Absolutely happening to Russ. They're taking that division, and I'm going to say it now. They're probably going to win the Super Bowl. They're probably going to win the Super Bowl. Broncos in at number four. Coming in at number three. You got to give it to, the, to, to Tom, man. Two words. Brady's back. That's why they're number three. Okay, they've got a new coach, which, you know what I mean? We're going to see how that works out. Defense, they're getting a little older. They don't have A.B., but I don't think A.B. made that much of a difference. But uh, Tom Brady's coming in number three. Number two, the defending Super Bowl champion, the Rams. I think um, they returned pretty much the same roster. Um, they added some dope wide receivers. And Sean McVay is a genius. And he's going to make sure they're still in position to make sure they're, they're, either, they're contending for the Super Bowl. And before I get to the number one, here's some honorable mention teams. Shout out to the Packers. Um, I think the Packers would have been up there if they would have had some kind of target. They didn't make any big moves to to get back somebody after losing Devontae Adams. So I had to put them there. Ravens, I think it's it's time for Lamar Jackson to, to make that next step. And if he doesn't, so what? And 49ers, they got to figure out what they're doing with their quarterbacks. Those are the honorable mention teams. But the number one team in the NFL by me, says me, is... Buffalo Bills and condolences to everyone that uh, that lost somebody in that shooting out in Buffalo. Um, it was senseless. It was terrible. But I would be remiss if I didn't at least mention that. But Buffalo is the number one team. Josh Allen is a top five quarterback in the league. They still have a great defense. That division is weak as hell. So that's the number one team in the NFL. As per me, I'm going to ask my co-host, fellas. What you think? Can I start? Can I Go, ahead, start? Go ahead, Chris. All right. So, obviously, my division winners were different than you guys. So, my top five, I wouldn't have Denver up there. 
and I wouldn't have Tampa there just because I, I had different training thoughts than you guys did. But we're showing the Bengals no love? Bengals get no love. They no. improved their, their – they signed three offensive linemen this year, which is the reason they lost the Super Bowl. They have arguably the best receiving court in football, a top-five quarterback in football, and a tenacious defense. Coming off Super Bowl appearance and improvements of the team, they can't crack the top five, bro? Hmm. I think I think they made a, a, they were on like a, a, a carpet ride run, that magic carpet ride. They weren't supposed to. Joe Burrow is a good quarterback, yes. Their defense wasn't that great. Their offensive line isn't that great, and they're playing in a tough ass division too. So I don't I don't I don't believe in that personally. Yeah, I'll Chris, put the charges. I, okay. I, put them. I agree with you, Chris. <clears throat> Denver's a top three team in my eyes. I don't know how they go so far with a young quarterback of that caliber, and then you don't even put them in the top five. That's disrespectful. I know this is your top five, but it ain't mine either. <laughs> I, I don't want, you know. Denver's good, like you said, but they haven't proven nothing yet. Like, I, I also see Denver going far this year. But I know you got them going very far. I think you got them winning the Super Bowl. So Most likely. Something. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I, 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 I think you but, um, yeah, you can't put them ahead of the Bengals yet. You know, the Bengals are proven already. You know, they have more aspects. Good running back, good quarterback, great receivers. Their defense is getting better. And okay. that's the only thing they needed to add, and that's what they did. You know, the I offensive line the better. Too. Don't trust too much with what I say, bro. Okay? Hey. Chris? How do we even see the Broncos making the playoffs, bro? Oh my God! What? <laughs> how do you see them making the playoffs? Well, listen. I I think your yeah. I, like I think your theory of Brady going to the Rams and sorry Brady going to the Bucks after going to the Rams it doesn't make sense. But what those teams already had in place was continuity. Sean McVay was already in place. Bruce mm-hmm. Allen is already in place. Mm-hmm. You're bringing Russell Wilson, a new quarterback, with a new coaching staff. So they lack the continuity those previous teams had. So I think it'll be much more of an uphill climb for the Broncos than it was for the Bucks and the Rams to pull that feet off. I'm so and confident. The rest. The rest of- All right. We, we, got, we, got, we, got, we got the receipts. Listen, I like this. This makes for conversation. And if you're listening and watching, put your comments below. Uh, I want to hear how you feel about it. If you don't like it, let's talk about it because I'll, I'll answer comments. I'm not I'm not above talking to people in the comments. We can absolutely do that. Um, make sure you follow it, uh, like, subscribe, and all that. We're going to do this weekly. It's a, it's a discussion we try to make. You know what I'm saying? This is content, baby. But before we go, we got to get into one last one. It's time for Deeks Drip and Drown Report. Let's get into it. Mm, certified Drip. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Drip or Drown. Today, we're going to bring to you three athletes. Two of them are NBA superstars that are still in the top four or the last final four in the playoffs. And then we got one NFL superstar that's a three-time defensive player of the year and also a Super Bowl champion. Let's roll. Number one, we got Jason Tatum. Wearing a camo patchwork Dolce and Gabbana sweatshirt. He's also wearing Dolce and Gabbana 
cargo pants. He's also wearing SB Nike Dunks. Number two. We got Stephen Curry wearing Spencer Badu jacket, Spencer Badu deconstructed chino jeans, and Bottega boots. Number three, we got my boy Big Sexy wearing a Miri silk shirt, a Miri cargo pants, and Alexander McQueen sneakers. Hey guys, what do you think? Who you think's dripping and drowning out of these three guys here? I'm going to start off with you, Amizi. What do you think? Hmm. All right, listen. I'm not a fashionista. Give me some sweats, some white cakes, a hoodie. I'm Gucci. I'm Gucci all day, every day. So don't listen to me for fashion advice. I know what I like, and I know what I don't like. And I do not like Chris... Uh, I was about to say Chris Brown. You see, you all, all you like seeing guys look the same to me. Oh, I do not like what <laughs> Stephen... Sorry. Sorry. He looks like he's wearing a Carhartt. You know what? Who, you know who wears Carhartts? Construction guys, handyman. You look like you got in a green Carhartt and some capris on. Fam, what is that? Again, I'm not a fashionista, but I do not like that. If I'm gonna give somebody a drip, though, gotta give it to Aaron, Aaron Donald. That's something I would I would definitely put on. But Steph Curry, drown that guy all day, every day. No, no, not every day. Drown that one. That that specific one, drown that. How did okay. how did his wife? Right. Aisha, you let him walk out the house. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> MEZ is giving my man Steph Curry a drown. Shout out Steph Curry. You're balling out there. Nothing but love. But he's going to give you a drown. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, absolutely. Chris, what do you think about these three gentlemen over here? Who do you give a drip or drown to? Ready? ready. I give everybody a drown. I give okay. everybody on that stage a drown. Right? Wow. And, and, well, well, Curry, first, let's start here. Curry gets a surefire drown. <laughs> um, and the other two were gonna drown. When I originally saw Tatum's outfit, I liked it because it felt like something that I would wear. The more I look at it, the layout of the socks, the cargo shorts, the mismatched sneakers, it's just not something I would do, right? And I just wouldn't wear Donald's outfit. Not that they particularly look bad, but it's not my swag, it's not my style. And for that reason, I'm giving everyone on that stage a drown. Wow. Wow. Woo. Wow, what a fashion critic over here. Ooh. Okay, okay, Chris. Oh, okay. wow. Hey, Chris, you're very rough. Well, I'm going to start off with my boy, Curry. You're looking like Jada Pickett from Menace to Society. You're looking like, I don't know, man, like Public Enemy, Flavor Flav, kind of ever there. I don't know, man. You're looking like a Ninja Turtle, bro. You know, looking like you're coming out the sewer from New York City or something, man. But look, bro. I love the way you're playing. I got mad respect for you. But I'm going to have to give you a trap. Give him the life trap because he is drowning. Curry, <laughs> you are drowning, brother. Number two, oh, I'm going to go with Tatum. I'm in the middle here. I don't know whether to give him a drip or drown because I do like the camel patch, Dolce and Gabbana sweater. I think that sweater is fire. I think we could all agree on that. The pants is what throws me off. I don't like the cargo pants, the way they hemmed up too high. And if you got a hem up, I think you should have it a little fit. Your pants should be a little more fit and not wear those thick cotton socks. You know what I'm saying, bro? The SB dunks are fly too. You know what I'm saying? I just don't like the two the two colors, you know, the two different tones. I think if he would have just kept one tone, it would have looked better too. So I'm, I'm tweeting in the middle. I know he's drowning a little bit, but he's still breathing from the straw. 
You know, he's still he's still alive. <laughs> still alive here. So, M, you want to touch on this? Because I know Chris gave him a drown. I'm in the middle. What do you think? Should we give this guy a drip or a drown? Man, listen. I'm a Tatum fan, son. I hate Boston, but I like Jason Tatum. But the two-tone sneakers, just, you got, come on, bro. Did you get dressed in the dark? I said, it sounds like you're giving him a drown. Drown the light He is drowning. Drown the light Sorry, Tatum, you're balling. Mad respect, Tatum. I love the way playing. I know you fly most of the time, but you're drowning today. On this segment, you're drowning, brother. Number three. Now we got my boy, as I call, Big Sexy, wearing an Amiri silk shirt, wearing the Amiri cargo pants, the Alexander McQueen sneakers. I'm going to have to give him a drip. He is dripping. I'm shooting the water gun all over the air today because you are dripping, boy. You're dripping. You're dripping. <laughs> You're going to give him the stamp of approval. And fans. Guys, we need to make sure that you guys comment because your opinion counts more than me or my co-hosts. Your opinion counts more than everybody's here. So please comment, subscribe, and smash the like button. There we go. D, let them know how to vote and everything this week, how to, what they're doing, all that good stuff. Okay, guys. You guys got to vote every week. Um, for the drippiest guy from the three athletes we give you. So whoever wins out of the vote, we're going to give them a certified stamp of the week. Drop the certified stamp so they can see how it looks. Please. Certified drippy. Thank you guys for watching. I appreciate it. M, thank you for having me. I love you guys. Stats, sneakers, styles, nation. We're here to stay. There you go. I like that. I love that energy. Okay. Now listen. I, like I said at the beginning of the show, I have a radio background, so my ears always to the streets. So um, shout out to all the new artists out there. Um, I'll be playing a, a new music video uh, after each show. So uh, stick around. Uh, this week's artist is Arsenal. It's featuring NLE Chopper. Let's take a listen to the Easy Pass joint of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Make sure you follow my guy, Drippy D. Let him know how to follow you. Drippy D on Instagram. That's with five Ys. Chris. I am Mr. Nunez, underscore, M-R, underscore, last name Nunez, N-U-N-E-Z. And it's your guy, M-E-Z, your neighborhood radio guy. You know how I get down. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow. This is the first episode of many to come. It's that stink, it's the styles. Let's go to that easy pass joint of the week. Let's go! Hey, hey, look, I'm playing in my sneakers, the we love you, Asa. Hey, hey, look. I play me and my speakers a G for the sneakers. A thousand on back was a leaf for the reef. I spoil my bitch cause it's cheaper to keep it and drown in the pussy. Go deeper and deeper. Still on you niggas like evil Knievel. I'm really the most cause I'm feeding my people. You say you a stepper, I'm eager to see you. You big on me pussy and he don't believe you. We really bang, bang. All you niggas yelling out gang, gang. Never seen the dip in the chain, gang. Never even had to pull the trigger on a thing, thing. Bang on my chest like a ring and saying, hey, man, you don't have the headshot. Crip niggas stay with a red dot. Slam PS5 with my dick in your Xbox. 380 kill tech stuffed in my dreadlock. Never been a shooter, water, could type a nigga. Wanna, wanna 
just the type of nigga I, I, I just do it, I'm a Nike nigga This so disrespectful, be so icy nigga None you niggas gotta like me nigga These speeches still gonna be pricey nigga Get down on one knee and propose a toast Let it ring in front of you and wifey nigga Now I start flipping Hundred niggas with me all crippin' See I been, then we all trippin' Turn a nigga to a salt victim Up to 40, not the malt liquor I'm a shiesty individual wall nigga I will let you pay me for a feature Then rob you right after I finish the song with you Play with me, you got the wrong nigga Yeah Play with me, you got the wrong nigga. Yeah. Play with me, you got the wrong nigga. Yeah. Play with me, you got the wrong nigga. When you see me, it's on nigga. I on the wrong, gotta come play with. I say okay, and then the Drake split. Look both ways, avoid conflict, cause I'm on it if you own it. PCQ strapped up like baby shoes on the block with dog food. Miss the roof of my dog bark, can't shoot, then I might just bark, dude. Can't finna go on no play and my bro got a K, how you gon' get away? Chase your car from the east to the bay, I'ma hop out his spray, make the whole car shake He up and then froze, he got a delay, but I made that boy play when I knocked off his face Nobody safe, it get hotter than May with these bullet pin and cut and cool Play with me, you got the wrong nigga Yeah, play with me, you got the wrong nigga Yeah, play with me, you got the wrong nigga Yeah, play with me, you got the wrong nigga When you see me, it's on nigga